welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey everybody, welcome back to the part two of the last podcast, 30. Um, I decided to break this into two parts simply because I really wanted to be able to have the time to go a little bit more in detail about that last question that I was asked in regards to, you know, practice routine, preparation, kind of everything that I do about getting ready for the tournament. So, what I decided for that was I actually just wrote an article um, for Bow International, which is a great magazine that I think uh, any of you should you know, consider subscribing to. I really like writing um, for every edition of Bow International, and I do think they have a digital version that you can get as well. Um, but this was a subject that I really have never written before about, um, simply because I really... Um, had kept this close to myself because this was something that I really held dear for my own personal practice routine, something that I kind of continually thought about and uh, continued to, to review as I went through my practice routines um, and went through my preparation for major events, major tournaments. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually just read through this article because Obviously, when I write, I do have a little bit more time to uh, think about what I'm going to say, whereas, you know, when it's more impromptu like this, uh, a lot of times I miss out on some of the things that I'd really like to say, but I don't realize it until after it's all done. So by going ahead and reading through this, um, I should be able to kind of cover all the topics that I want to cover on this subject and you know, I guess the main thing is you're going to have to bear with me a little bit since I am going to be reading through this, a little bit of Dudley story time here for you guys. Um, It is something that I wrote word for word. However, uh, I think my reading won't quite be as good as if you're reading it yourself. So, or I should say my reading through and, and talking as I read. So I'll go ahead and get started. And this is on a subject that I called uh, earning your scars. So every year about this time, archers around the world are dialing in their kits, planning their holiday time for tournaments and booking flights. This is always an exciting time of year for me as a competitor. The slate is always wiped clean. It's time for a new start, a new year, new rankings, and another shot at a long-awaited rematch. The question is, are you ready for it? Are you better than what you were last year? Have you done what it takes to raise the bar in your game since you can most certainly guarantee that everyone else has? I'm here to tell you that I have had a lot of good and also dealt with plenty of the bad. But one thing that I taught myself is that here that there is a method that can put you on top, but only if you're willing to earn it. This is my personal mantra and a method that I went through to be at my best, and if you truly want to be at your best, 
then you're going to need to get some battle scars. The first letter, S, stands for sacrifice. This is a pretty damn self-explanatory letter. Nothing worth having comes without sacrifice. You can tell yourself that right now, and it doesn't matter what part of life you apply that to. Your archery, your marriage, your career, or what your kids turn out to be. Nothing worth having comes without a sacrifice. Being a top-level archer means you put your sport in front of any other distraction you can possibly think of. If all of your friends are catching an easy jet flight to Amsterdam for the weekend, too bad. You need to sacrifice your party time for more time on the range. If you really want to buy a new pair of shoes, too bad. You should use that money for something that is going to help your archery. That's what I always did. What level of archer you want to be is really up to you, but I can promise you that the top-level pros out there aren't taking two weeks off for their holiday time to soak up sun somewhere. They're at a tournament somewhere so that they can keep moving forward and keep staying sharp. The top-level guys just aren't really taking that much time off. Looking back on my career, I can tell you that a big sacrifice I had to make Nine times out of ten, um, a big sacrifice that I had to make um, was something that nine times out of ten would have been a really stupid choice, but it was what I felt that I had to do to take the next step forward for what I loved. I had a full-ride college scholarship to play football. I was a great player, and I'm certain that with my work ethic, If I could have avoided injury, I could have played a long time. But after being at school only a few months, I realized that I was actually at a crossroad. I either went to the right and would continue to compete and grow in archery, or I had to stay left and then drop everything I had and what I loved to do in order to just play football. So I decided to go right. I walked out of school the weekend after I shot my first competitive archery tournament because something about it just felt right. My parents flipped out, but one year later I was in a semi-pro class standing on the line shooting for first place at the ASA 3D World Championships. One year later I was a pro making shoot-offs with who was once my peers and also making money shooting a bow. I didn't enjoy my youth years And I didn't party or take trips to Cancun while my other friends were for spring break. I was always at home, sighting my outdoor arrows and getting ready for the outdoor season. It was all about making sacrifices. The second letter, C, stands for commitment. Let me tell you something. Motivation is what gets us going, but commitment is what keeps us going. You have to be 100% committed to be at your absolute best at something. There's a lot of shooters out there that are clung to their coaches for certain things, and this could be an advantage. However, for some, it actually manifests dependence. I believe that a good coach shows you the tools that you need to win, but a great coach shows you the tools and then gives you the motivation just to get going, but he trusts you to be committed enough to keep going. 
from there, it's really all about your commitment that keeps you plowing ahead and sticking things out even when they seem impossible. Commitment is when your alarm goes off at 5 a.m. because that first hour before work is when it's the calmest out at the range and you can get some practice time in alone without any distractions. Commitment is sitting up and turning off the alarm and making it happen instead of hitting that snooze button. To understand commitment, my best example of this is target panic. Nearly every archer out there will deal with it. There are some releases and shooting techniques that can fix a problem. However, there's only a handful of people out there that actually are committed enough to stick to doing what they need to do in order to fix it. A perfect, a perfect example is a back tension release. I don't know how many people I know that totally know they need to shoot one, but they don't because, quote, they only like to practice with it. They won't shoot in a tournament because they don't feel like they have control. Maybe you're that person. I know at one time I was. Well, guess what? You have already lost control, and that's why you can't keep your pin on the target. So really, what are you afraid of? Why not earn a scar and commit to fixing that major problem instead of continuing to avoid it? The A is all about attitude. Attitude, in my opinion, is everything. It's sad how many potentially great archers don't understand that statement. Let me explain. Attitude is everything, and without it, you're really going to be nothing. A great attitude will always get great results. A great attitude is what helps you shut off that alarm at 5 a.m. and say to yourself, All right, it's time to get up and kick some ass. A poor attitude on that same subject would be, Oh my God, why am I doing this? 5 a.m., this sucks. Your attitude really dictates many things in your mind, including your self-image, and it also has an effect on your physical health as well. I can promise you that if you continue to say, I'm sick of this or I'm sick of that, then eventually you're probably actually going to physically get sick. A poor attitude is like a heavy anchor that will drag you down every possible, or it'll drag down every possible positive achievement that you've had into a bottom of an abyss. A negative attitude is simply self-destructive. Here's an example from my personal archives. In the late 1990s, I was a great shooter, but I never really did much indoor shooting. It wasn't for any reason other than I really liked to shoot outside, and I shot outside a lot. My attitude towards indoor shooting was, I kind of hate it, it's boring, um, you know, I'm just sick of standing here on the same line shooting at the same target all day long. Well, guess what? I did suck at it. Even though I was a top-level 3D shooter that could shoot as good as anyone out there on the line at 50 meters, I could probably get beat by 70% of the people out there in an indoor league. It wasn't because of my shooting ability. It was simply because of my attitude. A few years later... I decided to have it set in my mind that I was going to beat a certain individual in the professional ranks, and I knew that my only place to meet him head-on would be at an indoor tournament. 
So I actually changed my attitude with that motivation. I had to tell myself, you're going to get so good at this that you really won't want to go outside. Ultimately, I wanted to make my biggest weakness my biggest strength. I told myself to make my, my, my weakness one of those best strengths by just continuing to stay motivated and stay committed. So I focused on getting some scars indoors. That year, I shot a 597 at the U.S. Indoor Nationals, where there's some of the toughest competition in the world. I also tied a world record at the 25-meter indoor, won a few state indoor tournaments, as well as the British National Indoor Tournament. It was all because of my attitude and really not because of the change in skill. I made up my mind to be all that I could be as an indoor shooter as well as an outdoor shooter. So the next letter, R, stands for recovery. I'm a firm believer in knowing how to recover. There's several elements to this, but recovery, recovery is essentially growth. First, let me touch on the subject of recovering from an upset or from a loss, because this is where many people get side-railed. This is where a lot of great athletes let one moment affect the first three letters that I just talked about, because some people just can't accept the bad stuff. Well, I just learned to let it roll on my back and take the bad along with the good. Because the bottom line is losses are going to happen. Bad performances are going to happen. Just missing a team by one point is going to happen. That is life as a competitor. The question is, what can you learn from it and what can you do to be one step closer the next time? During many tournaments in my career, I went in knowing that it, that it really wasn't possible for me to win. However, I still decided to go. Sometimes the formats or the weather or the distances just didn't suit my personal strengths. However, I decided to look at them as practice and staying committed so that I could be sharp when I was somewhere that would favor my play. Instead of deciding to look at it negatively, I looked at it positively. I decided to use that loss or potential loss as a recovery. I did lose a lot, but I always saw it as a step closer to learning how to win, and eventually I did. Recovery is also about knowing when to take a break from archery. Earlier I said that not all pro archers do take breaks, but there are times where you should, and letting yourself rest mentally and physically is pretty critical. There are times of the year where we really don't have to shoot. We just do it out of habit and also out of commitment, and that is good. However, don't be afraid to let yourself recover sometimes just so that you get hungry again for a particular event that you really are focusing on for that particular year. Don't look at, it as a, at a break as not being committed, but instead as a charge-up. Some of my best tournaments of the year were right after I had a recovery time. The last S is simply surround yourself. 
Surround yourself with greatness. This is something that I know I've always done right. Whether I've wanted to be great at something, I all, no matter what I try to be great at, I always try to put myself right in the middle of other people who are also great. When the others around you are willing to sacrifice, be committed, have great attitudes, and know when to recovery, then you're in great company. This atmosphere will fuel you and you will feel really high on the sport that you're in. It's really a great time to be an athlete when you can put yourself within this element. I've been fortunate to say that I have, but also know that it did take sacrifice and commitment just to put myself in those positions. This past World Field Championship marked 10 years since a gold medal match that I was in with Chris Chris White. Chris was again in that gold medal match. But 10 years ago, it was my first time out of the country. It's my first time in a gold medal match on foreign soil, and I made some simple mistakes that cost me a gold medal. However, in my opinion, Chris earned it, and it was his time to shine. I think that my attitude over that week earned me a lot of friends throughout Europe and especially the UK. Part of my recovery was that I wanted to learn from the guy who was better than I was. I wanted to surround myself with those who were the best at field archery. Chris White and Dave Cousins were and still are two of the best that there are. So I spent a lot of time traveling just to train with these two guys. A lot of archers thought that I was crazy flying all the way to England just to practice with Chris for a weekend, but for me, it was a no-brainer. I shot the best of my life when I had both of these training partners because both of them were also the best there is. I owe a lot to the people like them who that I've competed with that continue to push me. Surround yourself with what you want to become, and most likely you're going to become it. Earning your scars is something that I haven't ever shared before. It was personal to me and something that I felt made me an individual as an athlete. Much like real scars on our body, these are reminders of how we can get better even when we have been broken. There are stories to our past and they show something that no one can ever take away from us. Lots of people ask me now why I don't compete anymore, and a big part of that comes down to time and knowing that I can't commit and sacrifice at the level that I need to. I did all those years in order to build a platform for which I can teach from now. I loved it and I missed it, but now I have to do other things. There are some of you out there who haven't seen me compete and may question what I've done in the past, but I can tell you that there's certainly some out there that won't ever question it because they know that I have the scars to prove it. I'd like to dedicate that last article to Werner Beiter, a great person in the world of archery who passed away last month and someone whom always allowed me to train in one of the best facilities there were in the world and also a place where I knew that I was always going to be surrounded by some of the best archers in the world. 
For those of you out there who are looking to make that next step and move your archery game up, you really need to consider the thing that I just read because this is critical, learning to earn those scars. One time I was told that if I was the best there was on my team, then I needed to find a new team. And I think that's true. If you're the best in your club, then you need to find a new club. If you're the best at all your local tournaments, then you need to find a new tournament. The bottom line is my game changed and continued to grow as I was put in front of people that made my scores seem not good enough. If you really want to move your game, then these are the types of things that you have to be able to be willing to do. It's not for everybody, but if you're the one that wants to be the next Jesse, the next Cousins, the next Chris White, the next Dudley, then those are the things you're going to have to do. It's really, really that simple. The next thing that I want to talk about in this podcast is I'm going to touch again on fitness. And, you know, right now I'm talking a lot about commitment and sacrifice. So I'm actually going to talk about fitness a little bit simply because I just came back from the ATA show. And while I was there, you know, I ran into several archers. And it's pretty interesting to me to continue to see each year different archers decide that they're going to be more committed to fitness. You know, there's been several over the past year that have committed to fitness, really changed their physiques, and became really the best that they ever have at their game simply because they were in better shape. Last weekend when I was at the ATA show, um, you know, I ran into Rio Wild, and Rio and I were competitors for many years. Um, probably not the best of friends just because we were always competitive. Uh, but I will say that, you know, I, I saw Rio and I see that he made a huge commitment to getting in shape this year. So I'm really curious to see what kind of year Rio is going to have on the competition field because he's probably in the best shape physically that I've ever seen him. So I know that for me, when I knew I was in the best shape of anyone else on the field, it was always a mental advantage for me to know that there really wasn't anything physically about that tournament that was going to wear me down. So even though Rio and I have had our differences, my hat's definitely off to you, buddy, for being committed. Um, There's not very many times where I go into a a fitness facility on the road at 5 a.m. and see someone in there before I was, but uh, Rio was, so that was uh, really cool for me to see. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there like Cameron Haynes, uh, my good buddy Matt from from Hoyt Archery, uh, Greg Poole. You know, there's a lot of archers out there that are really starting to focus more on being in shape. Um, it's something that I've credited so much of my success during my career on because I know that when you physically know you can be at your best the whole day long without being physically run down, then there's a huge advantage mentally. But again, that takes commitment. I mean, it takes commitment to eat clean. It takes commitment to 
to make the right choices when you're in the on the road. It takes the right. Uh, it takes a lot of commitment to to uh, decide to go out and work out uh, when you're in the middle of work like that. You know, we have a lot of things going on during that ATA weekend and. You know, the bottom line is when you go into the to the fitness facility, there's only about five people in there that are committed to that. And those are the people that really set themselves apart. The next thing that I want to do here for this podcast is I actually want to talk about a few of the things that I saw at the ATA show uh, that kind of stuck out in my mind. You know, there's a lot of people out there and a lot of shows out there that kind of go into every booth who's a sponsor and kind of show you what's new from from their sponsors and do their best to promote it. And, you know, I can say that certainly the, the people that I uh, work with and the, the, the companies that sponsor me, I'm for surely grateful for it. Um, and I definitely do show a lot of you out there the new products that they have on the market. Um, but I really like to take that time at the ATA show to find some of the things that maybe aren't related to those specific people and kind of, I like to walk around that show and find things that are really different and things that it's like, okay, I don't have that. I want to, I'm going to buy that. So, um, these are actually a few things that I bought while I was at the show. Well, I guess a few of them I didn't buy. But uh, on top of my list, and you can see this on my Instagram page, but on top of my list is a brand new boot that Under Armour came out with this year. Um, When I walked in, I was fortunate enough, they actually said, hey, we wanted to see what you thought of these, and we had one made in your size. And uh, I went from wearing my nice dress shoes to wearing these things around the whole show, uh, just because of how amazing they are. And it's actually a, a boot that is based off a fat tire bike, fat tire fat, fat tire mountain bike uh, tire. And it's actually a Michelin tire uh, built on about an inch and a half of different layers of foam. Uh, it's got, a, it's got a, a cable system for literally being able to turn Turn a little disc that tightens the boot up um, really quick. has a quick release to, to release that so you can slide the boot off. But it literally feels like you're walking on about two inches of air uh, with the tire on it. Uh, they are super awesome. So if you want to, go to my Instagram page. Check those out. Um, Instagram is knock on TV, by the way. Um, those are super, super cool. The other thing was um, there was a, two guys making this little uh, remote control four-wheel drive base that you could put a 3D target on. And uh, to be honest, it was sturdy enough and big enough to where you could almost put any kind of a target on it. And you had a remote control unit where you could drive the thing pretty much anywhere you wanted to in the yard. So the company, I think, was 4D Shoot. I'm not even sure the price of it. I think I'm going to buy one, though, because it would be really cool to be able to set up a tree stand in your yard, go up with a dozen arrows, put a 3D target on there, and literally drive that 
that target to all kinds of different distances within your yard and also be able to spin it on different shot angles just to have practice. It was really awesome, and I actually posted a video of that um, on the Knock On Facebook page um, as well as the my personal John Dudley page as well. Then there was another product. I'm not even sure the name of it. I posted that video as well on my Facebook pages, and it was this little um, hunting saw that was in a tube about the size of, it was really about the size of a paper towel tube. Um, you unscrewed it, and inside you had several blades that were stored in there, and the blades for the saw and the way the unit works is it's actually replacement blades for blades for a sawzall. So you can go to a hardware store and get any of the blades for super cheap. It's literally a quarter turn. You can slide the old blade out, put a new blade in, tighten it up. You can store the blades inside the tube. And then also, if you unscrew the tube about halfway down inside of the bottom of that unit, there's actually almost like reverse threads, kind of like an easy out tool, which you can actually take a limb or a stick that you have in your area and reverse thread this saw onto that stick so that you can actually have an, a, an extended pole saw with you in your tree stand. So that was really awesome. Um, again, it's on the Facebook page. I'm not sure the name, but definitely something worth checking out. The next thing is this um, air compression unit called a Mega Boom. Um, it what it does is it's a little bitty unit that allows you to use a bicycle pump to pump high pressure air into any type of plastic bottle, whether it's a Coke bottle, a two liter bottle, you know, a water bottle, anything like that. It's got a standard thread. You thread it on. You pump it up with a bicycle pump, and then you actually, you can, if you want to, you can fill up these bottles with, with talc or different types of powder um, just for like novelty shoots at a club or having fun. It's something that kids would love to do because when you, when you shoot the bottle, there's so much pressure in it that it actually makes like a miniature sonic boom, and if you have any type of powder in it, the powder completely explodes. So it's really fun. Uh, great. I think it'll be a great thing for kids. And uh, they're only about 25 bucks. And I, I'm sure uh, Lancaster Archery uh, decided to start carrying these. So again, that was called Mega Boom. The next thing is, um, even though I'm a huge advocate of the Dave Smith decoys, um, Montana Decoy came out with a brand new collapsible uh, hen turkey uh, decoy that was really cool it, it compressed flat um, when you let it up it actually has 3d um, kind of 3d cut in the shape of feathers on it so it does have a little 3d realism um, it is made of cloth but it's got a great a great uh, photorealism on the cloth and then it also has a head that's fully adjustable it has a wire in the head to where you can bend it down into a feeding position or an alert position as well so check those out by Montana decoy um, one of the next things is the fuse playback uh, that was a stabilizer 
cam that Fuse is coming out with that I really, really liked this past year. I hunted with it most of the year. Uh, it's a great thing that you can use to capture your own hunts, be able to share them with your friends. And uh, also, you know, even as a target archer, these would be awesome to be able to go out, video uh, your friends shooting on the range, video your groups. Um, again, they're super easy to download that, that, that MP4 file right to a computer or a tablet or a smartphone. Um, just really, really awesome. Again, that's the Fuse Playback. Uh, and then I guess the last little plug I'm going to make here is that we're actually today going to be releasing a bunch of new knock-on gear as well. Uh, we've got a brand new like charcoal gray uh, black ops uh, pattern um, for a new knock-on tee. It's kind of all charcoal, dark gray, black, and white. Uh, it's got a huge knock-on logo, super cool. Um, it matches our 3D blackout hat, really awesome. And uh, for those of you out there who sometimes just don't want to wear a bright color, this is going to be a really, really cool option for you. Um, so make sure you check that out. We're also going to have a, we've got a brand new green um, that we introduced here, a new men's vertical T green 2.0 uh, last week. We're also going to be introducing. Uh, two new baby grows we've got uh we've got the future knock star uh baby clothes in newborn uh six month 12 month and 18 month both in pink as well as flow green so those are going to be really big and then lastly we just did for all of you canadians out there a knock on nation canada version since some of you guys didn't like the knocks and stripes that were on, I guess, the American flag version, uh, I went ahead and talked to one of our main distributors up there, Wolverine Guns and, and Tackle up in Red Deer, Alberta. He went ahead and ordered a full shipment of the Knock on Nation uh, Canada Maple Leaf version uh, so that you guys could have your own version up there. And those will be shipping here this week up to uh, Red Deer. So make sure you call Wolverine Guns and Tackle and pre-order or get your name on the list for these once they come in because this is going to be a limited edition run. So I uh, hope all you guys enjoyed this podcast. I guess I'm going to make an announcement right now. Um, it hasn't been brought to public yet but uh this weekend i will be at the lancaster classic so um everyone at lancaster was uh gracious enough to uh, bring me there just to be able to have one-on-one -on -one with all of you guys that are going to be going to the lancaster classic i'll be announcing the televised version um, on Sunday throughout the finals. I'll also be doing a free Q&A seminar on Saturday as well as I'll be there to once again help out any of you guys there or gals uh, that want some advice. So I look forward to seeing all you guys there. Uh, make sure you check out the Lancaster Classic. It's going to be a great event. So Appreciate everything, and be sure to tune in to another Knock On podcast. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock-on lifestyle clothing. 
knockonarchery.com.